Welcome to the MedTech Wealth Advisor Podcast, a show dedicated to teaching professionals and entrepreneurs in the MedTech field how to save more money, pay less taxes, and become financially independent. Join certified financial planner, professional Matthew Nelson, as he draws from years of experience and speaks with guest experts to solve the biggest challenge, aligning your money with your values, while thriving in the mission-driven world of MedTech. And welcome to the MedTech Wealth Advisors podcast with your host, Matthew Nelson. Matthew, this is episode three of your new podcast. We've we've talked about you. We've talked about the firm. We've gotten a little bit of history of where you come from. This episode, I want to spend some time talking about what makes the firm special. Like, who do you work with and what do you do for clients? Well, you know, I, I think... It's a common question, of course, like why, why do you think you're a unique snowflake, you know? And, yeah, um, exactly. and of course we, we do a lot of this, you know, very similar services, but with our group, what I think helps us be unique is we are independent. Um, we're set up as an independent group within a larger organization. So we like to say we're independent, but not, not alone. And, and by that, I mean, perspective six group operates completely a, a, autonomously, we get to choose how we want to serve our clients, how we're going to run our business, everything about it. And yet being connected to the larger brand of Focus Financial, mm-hmm. um, it just gets us some economies of scale, um, some efficiencies with the large organization and, and a lot of collaboration with other advisors that are in the organization, sharing expertise and, and ideas and so forth. So that that sort of blend is actually important. Not a lot of not a lot of advisors have that. They might be they might be on their own doing great work, but yeah. they're kind of out there on their own. I think so it what, sounds collaborative. It's a, it's it's it sounds like a very collaborative kind of group. Yeah, it it, it is, and it, and it's it's collaborative as much as we need it to be or want it to be, and and so I think that's important too because we want to keep our autonomy. Yeah. So we we get to choose, which is great. I think another thing though, probably that 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 helps is I mentioned this a little bit in the last episode, but. Because we we structured as a, an ensemble a style approach, what that allows us to do is is just our group is all rowing in the same direction. All of the clients or the firm's clients, we are all one team trying to make their situation have the best outcome. You know, we follow this unified set of mission and values. We can specialize our roles. The support team can be extremely efficient. Um, if something happens to me. I know that Matt Finley and Jacob LaRue are going to take care of everybody and vice versa. And so I think that's, it's just a tremendous feel, uh, feeling to have that and see that at work. Well, I have to ask, I have to ask you, and I don't mean to interrupt you. You know, the name of this podcast is MedTech Wealth Financial Advisors. The the MedTech Wealth Advisors. Yeah. But whatever it is, <laughs> <laughs> but it implies a specialty, man. Are, are, do, do you do you have a niche that you are focused on, or? Yes, yeah. I, I mean, thank you. I mean, that's probably that. That probably is the other thing that makes this unique. Is it's it, having an industry niche is um, still not that common today with advisory firms, unlike uh, maybe maybe longer standing professions like a uh, medical profession or attorneys where it's pretty common, you know, you, you, what kind of attorney are you? Oh, well, I'm an estate attorney. I'm a corporate attorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't necessarily have that in our industry. And so specializing with the med tech industry, which really includes med device, tra- traditionally known as med device, it allows us to focus on their problems, their situations, planning te- techniques for them. I, I just think it, it allows us to develop a much higher level 
product and service for a narrower scope of clients. Why the med tech niche? I mean, when did you choose that area? It's a good question. It, it, it came out of a lot of thinking as you, as you'll find, as this goes along, I, I do a lot of, do a lot of thinking, probably overthinking. Well, that's good. My, I, my know, team okay. says. Somebody who deals with a lot of money, I would hope does a lot of thinking. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I, I guess ultimately it boils down to, uh, the Jim Collins hedgehog concept. If, if you're familiar with that, or uh, some people know it as Ikigai. It's a Japanese concept of Ikigai and they're related, but it really just this intersection of three or four ideas. And for us, it was, so look, I, I knew I wanted to develop an expertise, a narrow expertise in a demographic we could become uh, deeply effective at. We wanted to be the firm that a choice that it would, that it was easy for a client to choose. And then after learning more about just the med tech industry in general, I had some involvement in an angel investor group okay. and uh, started researching it. I just realized that this is super interesting stuff. I became deeply interested in the in the industry, what they were doing, how they're the mission driven careers of these professionals. Just it aligned with our bigger cause. We talked about kind of in the last episode of advancing a cause in some big way. Then the third point, so so we want to be experts. We could be the best at. We I wanted to find an area that I was really passionate about or excited about, and then go figure. This uh, this industry, there's a lot of professionals that need our help. There's a lot of fairly well-paid professionals with high-stress jobs, yep. a lot going on, a lot of choices to make. Um, we could really make an impact. So you marry all that together. And then on top of that, here we are in Minneapolis-St. Paul, which is basically a hotbed for for the med tech and health tech companies. Yeah. I mean, so much so there's a, there's a business association here called Medical Alley. Which is essentially, you know, Silicon Valley. You yeah, can kind of get yeah. the, get the picture. Yeah, I mean, it just all that kind of came together. It's perfect intersection. I'm just, I'm super excited about you know working with uh, clients that are basically advancing their cause of medical technology to save lives. We're helping them, and we actually get paid for that. And so mm-hmm. that's just awesome. Yeah. No. All you have to do is spend some uh, spend some time in a doctor's office, spend a little bit of time in a hospital, and realize the tremendous amount of technology that is is happening in the medical profession. Incredible. It doesn't it doesn't seem to be much of a leap in terms of looking at it. Is that I'm curious? So you know, in the last episode, you talked about your business partner Matthew Finley. Mm-hmm. Is that did he influence? your focus or was that part of what influenced the partnership between you and Matt? You know, I, I think that was just happenstance. It, it just turned okay. out in our, our, our sort of happy marriage of a, you know, business partnership Right. that his background, I looked at that and thought, this is perfect. Like he'll actually understand what's happening with some of these professionals, provide some insight there, be able to connect between that and just my interest. You know, I'll never know it as deeply as he, he does, or of course, any of our clients, but uh, it just seemed like a great a great uh, marriage of that. Yeah. So I like cars. I don't know how they work. Okay. But I like cars. <laughs> right. So I, re- I relate to your side of this equation really well. Uh, who do you, who do you, so who do you work with? I mean, is there, is a, is there a particular group or so explain, explain this idea of who you really are focusing on? We're, so we're primarily, primarily focused on all the professionals in the med tech field. We'll start with the industry first. So you've got the med tech fields, which is mostly med device companies. Yeah. Um, but I could probably include what are referred to as health tech companies as well. There's a whole set of uh, definitions that goes along with that. But um, 
your your classic companies like Medtronic that would be doing med device health tech might include uh, insurers like United Health Group with a division doing some health tech. But clients kind of fall into three groups. You've got your your clients that are employed; they're still accumulating often at mm-hmm. larger companies, like I mentioned, like a Medtronic or a Boston Scientific. Probably mid stage to late career executives pretty busy, a lot of decisions to make, a lot of complex benefits. They might have a lot of equity compensation that they're looking at, maybe deferred comp plans. And of course, then they're doing job offers as they, as they make changes. And there's a lot to evaluate there. So if you get, you've got that, that section, the other employed group that that often comes up, you you have your medical device sales reps. And so they're, they're typically having some higher income, but there's a lot of variability going on in in their income with some bonus plans and so forth. Again, a lot of decisions there. It's high pressure job. That's a tough, tough job to, to do and in high responsibility. And so they just want an advisor that can, they can kind of offload the details to and take care of it. But then, you know, we, we have a, an expertise in working with the self-employed group too. So you're going to see a lot of consultants in, in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then your classic entrepreneur that maybe has been at a device company and now they're launching their product. So there's a, a lot more tax planning that can happen when you're looking at self-employed and, and entrepreneurs. We'll unpack some of this maybe in later episodes. Uh, the final group then, so you're employed, you're, you're self-employed, and then is really the financially independent clients. So that could be, we say financial independent because it's not just your classic retirement. It could be someone who who worked traditionally to, you know, age 65 or whatever, accumulated a nest egg, deciding to move on to phase two of their life. Um, or because, you know, a decent amount of wealth can be amassed in this, in this industry, mm-hmm. you might have a, um, someone who's wanting to move on from a, a classic position, but they need their money to work for them. Maybe they're only 50, 55. And so they're financially independent. So those groups kind of, they have the same sets of issues and problems to work through yeah yeah so what is it what do you do for them i mean yeah well, right I, mean, I, mean, I, I guess yeah. it's different i got I, I i apologize for the kind of big nature of that question sure. because obviously what you would do for me as as a you know a senior exec versus uh you know a sales guy or or a self-employed guy would be different yeah but you know w- w- i guess uh, i guess kind of what i'm asking is what's your goal in the sense right. for these folks right yeah, that's a good way to put it. So I guess, you know, the the point really is to get them all where they they feel like they're financially free, you know, so a sense of financial freedom. In other words, there's a lot more that goes into that feeling financially free than having a big pile of money. We'll cover that later, but we'll start with the, the big pile of money. So getting someone to be financially independent, to be able to not have to rely on a job, to have choices, um, that's really the primary driver. And to do yeah. that, a lot of times we're having to people having to help people maybe maximize their equity compensation plans. Um, as I said, if you're employed in these companies, there's a lot of these decisions to make. Um, trying to keep as much as you can without paying so much to taxes might be a big issue. Some I, we, it, I can't tell you how many people we come across that are, are, are brilliant, they're smart, but they're they're just not taking taking advantage of all the benefits that are being offered in a, in a large company. Like you can imagine uh Medtronic's benefit booklet is, you know, pages and pages and pages long of things that they offer people. Um, so just being able to maximize that. So showing them how to lower their taxes over time, we've got to protect the whole picture. That might be some insurance planning or some risk management on their, 
on their businesses. And then, you know, a big one is really how do we pass on any of this extra to, to people or causes that you yeah. care about? Because a lot of times our clients are, once we work with them, they realize our plans are going to work. We'll have enough. This is fine. Well, now what? Now who's going to, who's going to receive this and let's be, you know, intentional about this. That's probably about half the work we do. That's interesting. The other big part is, is actually managing the investment portfolio. So you got to, sure. you got to set up all the plans and you got to go decide how do we drive those plans. And the, the engine really are the investment dollars, but we don't start the other way. You don't start with how much money do you have? Let's decide what plans we should have. So we start yeah. with the plans, then build the investment portfolio. That's actually really an interesting approach. Because, you know, I think most people's experience with financial advisors is they go in to see somebody locally, probably somebody said, hey, yeah, I, this person, I like them. Why don't you go see them? That typically the first conversation is, okay, what do you have? Meaning, right. where are you money wise? Where, where are your investments as opposed to the other way around? Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> the way you just described. Yeah. You know, and, and that. I mean, maybe this is a good time to just sort of talk about um, what we talk about when they first come in. We're at an ideal point for that. So I walk into you and I sit down with you and I and I work for a med, a med tech company. Yeah. What's the process? What are, what are we going to talk about? And walk me through that. We try to make it simpler up front. So there's no sense in delivering, you know, as, as the classic uh, three-page spreadsheet on that first or second interaction yeah. doesn't matter. None of that matters. So what we start with is, is, and you'll see this on our website. If it, our, our website, if you went there, there's a process. And so our first meeting we refer to as our vision call. It's usually a call or a zoom meeting certainly could be in person as well. But the point of that is about 45 minutes, really just to get to know the person, see if we're a good fit. Can we do what you're hoping for yeah. what's on your mind what, what are really what are really your goals and your objectives here and we have a process of, of questions to to pull some of that out because it's not always that apparent once we get maybe to the last say 10 15 minutes we'll just get a high level overview of someone's financial situation we don't need all the details on that first one because although they're important and we have to have a sense of where people are sitting really we want to understand the situation first can we help? Can we add value? And that's what we talk about at the second meeting. Well, you know, before I get into that second meeting, I want to ask you a, a, a question I think I know the answer to already. But, you know, you talked about the groups of clients. What about that kid who just got out of college and he's he or she have been doing this for like a year or so and they realize mm -hmm. they probably should seek advice? Are those also people that should be contacting you as well? They certainly can. Like I, we, we're we're willing to to have a chat with them, and and this is where we'll figure out. In a situation like that, we probably can't add enough value to justify the cost that we would have right. to to incur, you know, charge them. And so, in a situation like that, I'm happy to give someone some direction. Um, here's the few things you should be thinking about right now that you can mm -hmm. tackle on your own. Might be good to start at a company like a any of the number of retail firms that you can do it yourself at yeah. and we'll direct them to a couple of options. And then once they've kind of gotten the baseline down, come back around to us and and give us a chat. And, you know, I, I'm glad you asked that bill. Um, that sort of goes back to the mission statement, you know, the part about the, yeah. 
the profit parts last, right? So, so pursue a cause. That's what we're talking about right there. So if we can help people get on their, on their merry way, that's going to come back around to us later. I only ask that because I know from personal experience, you know, and I see it around me all the time. There are lots of kids who, when they get out of college, some of them land some pretty good jobs mm-hmm. and, you know, they suddenly, they, they are making a reasonable amount of money, but they are not thinking right. anything except that paycheck, right? And, you know, and then they're not looking forward at all. And I, you know, and I, and I, I don't, it's not that I worry about them. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think, you know, they would be wise to think maybe I should get some advice at this point. Maybe I should get a yes. little bit of perspective to go back. That's to right. It's good to start. If you start early with the right building blocks, it's a lot easier to adjust than getting used to all the earnings right. and then fix it. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll get. Uh, I just the phrase that comes to my mind all of the time, and when you were talking about taxes, it came to my mind. It really so much isn't what you earn; it's what you keep. That's a very good uh, phrase, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it sounds like that that might be something you get into on the second call, but I'm not going to put that in yeah. your mouth. So what 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 do you get into on the second? Yeah, call? well, so so we call we call the second call the direction meeting, or and actually, so it's a meeting, usually not a call. Uh, although we do a lot of uh, a significant amount of our work now is over Zoom, so it very well could be. So you start with the vision, then we we look at the direction, and so, all right, this is what we heard. Did we get that right? Is this really where you want to go? Here are the areas that we'll list out where I think you're going to need to make some adjustments. Here's here's where I think we can help. Here's where we can't help. Often that will include things uh, like seeing that they do have an equity compensation plan and and identifying where we could add some value there, how we can help them adjust it. Maybe they're coming up on retirement, so they're going to need to figure out how hard they're going to generate income. So more or less the point of this meeting is to identify what is going to have to be done over the next, say, 90 days, 18 months, uh, define an action plan, and then get the clients buy-in, you know, decide, does that make sense of these things? What's the most important to you that we fix today? Um, is there something else we missed? Uh, once we have that set, we're ready to get down to work, but it's up to them if they want to, if they want to work with us. So we'll, we'll outline, outline our fees and our costs and, yeah. and all of that kind of thing. And if they want to move ahead, then, then we go on to the next step. What should they expect realistically? I'm sure you probably tell them this, but let's just get it out in the open. What, mm-hmm. what, what should clients expect in, in the way of results from you? It's a great question and one that's, it's hard to define because it depends on what you're comparing. Right. And so the, the challenges with our easy information society today, you can look up anything. You can look up a stock performance, look up a portfolio. Totally. You jump onto, you know, Fidelity, right? And you can, you can see all the information is there, but that doesn't necessarily match up with what reality would be in your situation. So when we're comparing results, certainly we want to get good returns for clients. Of course. Certainly we want to, capture what the markets can give us. And that's a part of the equation, but really we can add quite a bit more value on avoiding mistakes, on saving time and on tax situations that just are not, they're not as apparent, they're a little more abstract. So I'm not trying to evade the question. It's just that I, I know from years of experience, we deliver 
far more than what we ever charge in value to clients. Mm-hmm. And it just depends on the year. Some years are huge. Some years we don't do anything. And that advice is to to stay put. Some years markets are just gigantic. <laughs> that's right. Some years they really are. That I mean, makes our think... makes our job easier when the markets are yeah, up. That's that for right. Sure. Exactly. That's exactly right. That's so true. So people listening to this, um, if they are interested in having a further conversation with you, Matt, how do they how do they get in touch with you? I, I'm gonna before we do that, I'm gonna jump I'm gonna jump back. So we had the vision meeting. We had the direction meeting. I just want to follow up with one the the very next step that happens, which is what we call our focus meeting. And the focus meeting is where we get down to business. So once the client has is you know the word potential client has decided, yeah, this this makes sense. We we think we know where we're going. You understand us. We're ready to go. That very next time we meet is when we get very specific. Here's exactly how you should invest your money. Here's exactly what we need you to change. And that's going to require quite a bit of data for them to gather. So it is a bit of a commitment, but not until that point. When they're ready to move ahead, that's when we'll say, I need your tax return. I need all your statements. I need this. I need that. I need your comp plan. And so back, you know, a a few minutes ago where I said, we try to make it easy up front, which is, let's just make sure we understand each other. We're comfortable. When you're ready to go, we'll deliver. Yeah. And I would imagine at that point, it's a very real point where it's like, you're saying to the client, this is what it's going to take. And the client at that point has to make a commitment to it. I'm assuming you're looking for a commitment back, right? That's right. That's right. Because it's going to be a couple of meetings. It'll take two or three of those focus meetings to really get them on track. And then we'll fall into our, our annual uh, or biannual review cycles. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If, if they want to learn more, I mean, we you can start at our website perspective6group.com. The six is, is the number uh, not spelled out, perspective6group.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn, same uh, company page as well, or follow me, Matthew D. Nelson on LinkedIn. Very good. Is there an office number or anything that anybody can call or would you rather they reach out by email? It's probably better to start on, on the email. Um, okay. Our phone number though, our direct number is 952-225-0343. 952 Yep. All right. Well, this has been an interesting, interesting conversation, Matt. I, thank you very much. It's really good. And I, I would encourage people to reach out to Matt. And thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you found it as interesting as I did. If you liked it, hit the subscribe button. That way you will be subscribed and you will be notified when the next edition is out and published. You won't have to remember. Or you don't have to think. There it is. Boom. Oh, that's right. I wanted to listen to that guy. And if you like the podcast, we really ask that you would take the time to rate it, please, and share it with others. Because by doing that, you are helping other people find this podcast. On behalf of Matthew and all the folks at Perspective 6, I'm Bill Tucker, thanking you for your time today and encouraging you to don't wait. Live your life, your best day today. Thank you for listening to the MedTech Wealth Advisor podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.perspective6group.com or give us a call toll free at 888-591-9770 or locally at 952-225-0333. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. 
The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of Osaic Wealth, Inc., and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Investment advisory, insurance, and financial planning services offered through Focus Financial, Inc. Securities offered through Osaic Wealth, Inc. Member, FINRA forward slash SIPC. Osaic Wealth is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services mentioned here are independent of Osaic Wealth.